Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bink. This is episode 16. I'm excited to be here with you all tonight. I am your host, and you're listening to WQEE 99.1, the key attitude in Georgia. I hope everyone is having a great night. It's now time to enter the late night madness. The first game that we're going to talk about in the world of MLB is the Oakland Athletics versus the Detroit Tigers. Javier Baez had a two-run single in the first inning. All-star Michael Lorenz combined with three relievers on a four-hitter. And the Detroit Tigers routed to the Oakland Athletics 9-0 on Thursday night. Jake Marsnick homered and drove in two runs for the Tigers, who pitched their fifth shutout of the season. This was a good bounce back from the boys, said Marsnick. I think we did a good job of sticking to an approach which let us grind out some at-bats. Oakland has been blinked ten times and was held to four hits or fewer for the 16th time this season. Lorenzen allowed three hits in five innings, struck out four, and walked none through only 60 pitches. This felt good, he said. I've been working a lot of pitching with two strikes, trying not to throw the ball down the middle, and that was a good day. So Tyler Holton, Brennan White, and Jason Shreve followed we felt pretty good with a 7-0 lead at that point in time in the ballgame, and we wanted to send Michael off to Seattle on a good note. Tigers manager A.J. Hinch said, We had a rested bullpen for what seems like the first time all year, and their lineup worked well for us to get him out of the game. Hinch also rested Baez for the last two innings on an afternoon with a game-time temperature of 83 degrees. He got on base four times, including a walk, so that was his reward, Hinge said. It was hot out there. That's as bad as it could be. It has been all season long. Oakland had won four of five, outscoring the Tigers 13-3 in the first two games of the series. The A's are 31-6. That right there is an incredible record. Unbelievable. You have to give it up to the A's, and they're doing it against the Detroit Tigers. And this start of the season coming away with that kind of record at this point in the year since 2017 season, including 19-3 at Comerica Park at 25-64 overall this year. Oakland is on pace for one of the worst seasons you possibly could see since 2003. They're on pace to be 46-116. and and the worst since that Tigers team, who went 43 and won 119 losses. So rookie Hogan Harris allowed a career high seven runs, eight hits, and four walks in four two thirds innings. He pounded the strike zone, and they hit him hard. The A's manager, Mark Kotze, said they had a really good approach, and he just could not get the strikeouts to go or the ground balls that he needed. So Detroit boosted its lead to 4 0 the third on Kerry Carpenter's RBI single and Jonathan Troop's sacrifice fly. Zach Short and Mersnick opened the fourth with back to back doubles, and Matt Verling's RBI single opened a six run lead. Marsnick 
homered in the sixth off Rico Garcia. Marzenich's second home run this season. Now, as for the moves that were made in the farm system, the Tigers' left-hander Anthony Misovitz was claimed off waivers by the New York Yankees and assigned to AAA Scranton and Wilkesbury. The Tigers optioned utility man Tyler Nevin and left-hander Zach Logie to AAA Toledo after the game. They plan to activate right-hander Alex Fado, right middle finger discomfort, and outfielder Akil Badu, who had a strained right quadricep from the injured list before Friday's game against Toronto. Now, as for the Oakland Athletics training room, outfielder Esuay Ruiz didn't play after jamming his shoulder in the sixth inning back in Wednesday's game and was scheduled for an MRI. First baseman Ryan Noda was out of the lineup with an illness, but could have had a pinch hitter in the closer game. And center fielder Ramon Loreno had a fractured hand. He's out with a splint and begun swinging the bat. But all in all, yes, you guessed it, folks. It was the Detroit Tigers who took this game to the bank by the score of 9 to nothing. So, in this next game, we're going to talk about, in the nightly crowd catcher, we have here the Cincinnati Reds playing against the Washington Nationals. Nick Senzel made a leaping catch against the right field wall to save a run in the ninth inning. Then he hit a two-run homer, leaving off the 10th to lift the Cincinnati Reds over the Nationals 5-4 on Thursday for their first series sweep at Washington since 2006. Yes, that is a very long time. And they finally got over the obstacles. So good for them in this game. Cincinnati, 49-39 in the season. Stretched its winning streak to five with the four-game sweep. That maintained a two-game lead over the second-place Brewers in the National League Central. Heading into the weekend series at Milwaukee. The Reds have won 20 of their last 24 games overall. And 19 of their last 22 on the road moving 10 games over 500 for the first time since August of 29 of 2021. They also host the Brewers in a three-game series the weekend after the All-Star break. So it was important for us to focus game to game here, especially the last one, says Senzel. It just brought some crazy delays and slow pace and hot and humid, just kind of... DC weather that you're looking for, but we kept fighting to the end. And we knew how important it was for us to take care of business. And now it's time to go to Milwaukee and the All-Star break on a good note. But Senzel said he felt he needed to make up for allowing Riley Adams' single to fall starting a two-run fifth. He started with a leaping catch on C.J. Abrams with the sun in his eyes for the second out of the ninth after Adams' One-out double of Tony Santolini, who's worked a scoreless inning in his first Reds appearance since June 13th of 2022. It's one of the best plays I've ever seen for the ball to be to stick in his glove like that, says Cincinnati manager David Bell. He has great hands 
wherever he's on the field with the game on the line, that's the game right there. With Tyler Stevenson on second as the automatic runner, Senzel gave Cincinnati a 5-3 lead when homered on a first pitch fastball from Hunter Harvey. We made a nice catch, and he comes up and hits a big home run for them, says Washington manager Dave Martinez. Alexis Diaz earned his 25th save and 26 chances. That right there is absolutely incredible. When you have a save percentage that is above 95% and doing it that consistent, that's just a testament of how good of a closer he is. Allowing an RBI single to Lane Thomas before retiring Kieber Ruiz on a game-ending flyout with runners on second and third, playing exactly one month after his Major League debut, Ellie De La Cruz had two hits and finished the series 10 for 18. That means, folks, if he bats, he's going to get a hit every other at bat. That is unbelievable to start this way in the series. The third baseman went into foul territory and made a 95.6 mile per hour throw to first on Adams grounder for the final out of the sixth. The fastest throw for an infield assist in the major leagues this season and the fastest for the Reds since StatCast began tracking it back in 2015. But Cincinnati is 22-6 and six since bringing up the 21-year-old who is hitting 325 with four homers, 15 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, and his on-base percentage is .905. Yes, he is a stud, and he's going to be a player that you'll be looking for in the Cincinnati regime for years to come. And as for the last place, Washington Nationals, they fall to 34 and 53, to an NL worst 13 and 31 at home, and has lost 14 of their last 15 at Nationals Park since June 3rd. Something has got to give for this Nationals franchise. When you're dropping 14 of 15, there's got to be some flair that's going on in the locker room. There's got to be something that you got to do to change the camaraderie and really put something together team building wise. And it must be done. But as for Washington starter Mackenzie Gore, who pitched one and one third scoreless innings and was removed after an hour 43 minutes on a rain delay, Cincinnati's Brandon Williamson remained in the game after the delay and pitched three shutout innings with four strikeouts. Bell credited pitching coach. Derek Johnson for that decision, but he was convinced he could do it, Bell said. He stayed ready and kept his legs loose and his arm loose enough. If he doesn't do that for us and for our team, we don't make it through the game. We have no chance to win that game. And it's a great job that he really did to really keep this game in reach. And Kevin Newman hit an RBI single in the third, but Thomas two-run single put the Nationals ahead in the fifth. De La Cruz hit a tying RBI double in the sixth, and Alex Call hit a solo homer of Daniel Duarte in the seventh to give the Washington Nationals a 3-2 lead. But pinch hitter Joey Votto tied the score with an RBI single in the eighth. But now, we'll take you to what's going on in the trainer's room. As for the Reds, Santatellan had a lower back stress fracture and was activated from the 60-day injury list 
Right-handed pitcher Brett Kennedy was optioned to AAA Louisville. And right-handed pitcher Ricky Karcher was designated for an assignment. As for the Nationals, third baseman Jamire Candelario left after he was hit near the right knee in the 10th by a Diaz slider. But all in all, in this barn burner, it was the Cincinnati Reds who took this game, you guessed it folks, to the bank by the score of 5-4 to four and extra innings through 10. Now we are on to the last game of our MLB recap. We've got the Chicago Cubs versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Victor Caratini hit a tie-breaking home run off Michael Fulmer in the 8th inning, and the Milwaukee Brewers recovered from a blown 3-run lead to beat the Chicago Cubs 6-5 Thursday and gain a split of their four-game series. It was a huge swing, Brewers manager Craig Council said. It was a crazy series. Both teams came back, scored late, often a good one for the fans. But Milwaukee's next six games are against National League Central leading Cincinnati. The Brewers host the Reds this weekend, then play at Cincinnati following the All-Star break. Cody Bellinger went 4-for-4 four four with three RBIs for the Cubs. That is what you need to do when you need to be a stud for your team. Going 4-for-4, four four, knocking three RBIs, unbelievable. Finishing a triple shy of the cycle. You can't make this up. And this raises batting average, folks, to 298. His 12-game hitting streak matched his career best set back in 2019 as the Los Angeles Dodgers. He has hit for 467, 21 for 45 with three doubles, a home run, six RBIs, and 10 runs since this streak. Milwaukee led 4-1 in the sixth inning and 5-3 in the eighth before Jan Gomez hit a two-run homer off J.C. Mejia, but Caratini, who played for the Cubs from 2017 to 2020, connected on a 1-2 changeup that Fulmer left over the middle of the plate and drove the ball into the right field second deck for his fifth home run of the season. Fulmer has lost six straight decisions since beating the Boston Red Sox for also going into Minnesota last August 30th. But Mejia got his second Major League win, his first since May of 2021. I mean, here's the thing. You've been dormant for this long. I'm happy that you were able to get out of this slump, finally get getting it done. But Joel Pamps allowed a leadoff single to pinch hitter Trey Mancini in the ninth then got three straight outs for the, his third save and four chances. Chicago went one for nine with runners in scoring position. That right there is a no-no, folks. You cannot leave runners on base going one for nine. That is just atrocious. You have to find a way to connect on those on scorers' positions. That's the difference between winning ball games and not. But the Brewers starter, Freddie Beralta, allowed three runs four hits, and three walks, and five one-third innings. He struck out 10, matching a season high. Great job for him. Cubs starter Marcus Stroman gave up four runs, four hits, and four walks in five innings. He is 0-2 in three starts after winning seven in a row 
from May 19th to June 20th. Overall, I felt like I had good stuff, says Strowman. I thought I walked too many guys, though. And you can always clean that up. Bellinger hit an RBI single in the second, but Milwaukee took a 4-1 lead in the fifth when Joey Weimer had an RBI single and Yelich hit a three-run homer with two outs, a ball that hit the top of the yellow padding and bounced over the left field wall. That's a huge swing on a very, very good pitcher who's having a great season, Council said, but he was truly locked in. Bellinger's two-run homer in the sixth cut the deficit to 4-3. to Yelich walked and scored on Willie Adams' sacrifice fly off Mark Leiter Jr. Guys are grinding hard right now and playing with every ounce of energy they've got, says Cubs manager David Ross. It's standing out. We've never really got to this point before, and I feel like they've really been pulling the trigger on this. So, what we'll to take a look at. So, Crew Chief Andy Fletcher initiated a home run review following a Christopher Morrell double in the second. The call was confirmed to not be a home run after the replay umpire determined the ball hit the yellow padding that tops the wall, then bounced back to center field by Joey Weimer. That right there can influence a ball game. If that really was made, that could probably be shifted the other way in this game. But back to the training room, we had some reports. Cubs shortstop Dansby Swanson did not play after leaving in the seventh inning of back in Wednesday's game. They hope that he's going to heal well. He has a bruised left heel. That's what we have for the MLB. We'll be right back with the NBA offseason. You don't want to go anywhere, folks. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie, I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554, 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. 
I should order one. Mm, good idea. Sliced right in front of you. The Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1 The Key at Noon in Georgia. And now we are on to our NBA OTA part of our broadcast. Now we're going to be going into a story recapping about the NBA All-Star, the Greek Freak himself, not healthy enough for the Basketball World Cup. So, the Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis recently underwent a cleanup procedure in his left knee, leaving his status uncertain for the FIBA World Cup next month. Sources confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday after feeling lingering knee discomfort since the start of the offseason, Giannis and the Bucks decided surgery was necessary. Giannis has taken pride in representing Greece during the offseason, playing for the national team for both last summer at the Eurobasket and again during the 2019 World Cup. The two-time NBA MVP has not yet been ruled out of this year's World Cup, which begins August 25th in the Philippines. The Bucks opened training camp in September. Giannis, 28, dealt with a few nagging injuries last season, including missing several stretches with left knee soreness. He sat three out of four games in November and missed five straight games from January 12th to the 21st with the same ailment. Giannis still played 63 games for the Bucks during the regular season, right around his average for the past few seasons. But a back injury during the first quarter of Game 1 of the first round playoff series against the Miami Heat kept him sidelined until Game 4. Greek outlet Gassetta first reported the news of Giannis not being able to make it. But all in all, I personally like the Greek freak, and I hope he makes a great comeback with his surgery, but that's what will remain to be seen. And hopefully, we can see something happen that can change the realm of how this world works. But now, we're going to be heading into the NFL offseason. In this NFL offseason, we've got a story about the Chicago Bears GM trying to rebuild his franchise. Let's see what happens here. But in a modest apartment, not far from Kansas, Arrowhead Stadium, Ryan Poles pondered his future. It was 2009, and he was a chief scout grinding for an organization that was bottoming out. Three years later, Kansas City finished 4-12, the worst record in the league, triggering a rebuild. The blueprint of how the Chiefs transformed from bottom feeder to two-time Super Bowl champions could serve polls well in his current position as the Chicago Bears general manager. As he enters his second season in Chicago, Poles finds himself at the beginning of that arc. The Bears finished 3-14 last season, worse than the NFL. It's set up for one of the biggest off-seasons in franchise history from having and trading the number one overall pick to developing a possible franchise quarterback and surrounding him with the right players. Anyone who's in one of these major decision-making seats at some point, you're going to have to make a franchise-altering or career-altering decision, says Cleveland Browns general manager Andrew Berry. 
it can be easy in those roles, especially because they're no, they're so they're no so public, facing to operate from a posture of being afraid to make a mistake, being afraid to make a bold move, or even from a perspective of pure preservation. And when I see what Ryan did, I did see someone who is doing what he thinks is in the best interest of the organization. Not only did Poles, who 37 now, trade the Bears' top pick, he also dealt some big names with the likes of Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, and Robert Quinn for draft capital. But at the same time, Poles acknowledged it won't be a quick process and said there will be weak spots on the Bears' 2023 roster. Patience was at the core of the Chiefs' rebuild process, but Poles also saw how quickly things can accelerate if the team hits on key moves. Less than a month after finishing 2-14 and 14 back in 2012, the Chiefs hire coach Andy Reid and haven't had a losing record since. So you got to see, at that point in time, that franchise made an incredible conversion. They knew Andy Reid knows how to lead champions, and yes, he is the best coach within the last five years. Reed's first priority was to improve the culture in the locker room, and that included trading away talented players, including all-pro quarterback Marcus Peters, who clashed with some in the organization. So in 2017, Reed and the Chiefs made their most consequential move drafting quarterback Patrick Mahomes. There were some dark days there were where you had to work through it, said Mike Borganzi, a former roommate of Poles who is now the Chiefs' assistant general manager, and it was really just having to change the habits of everyone in the organization, from the scouts to the coaches to the players, and having a sense of doing it together. We lived it. We experienced it. Not a lot of people can have the first pick of the draft and then win a championship seven, eight years later. But in the end of the day, Poles center blocked for Mike, what for Matt Ryan, right at, at Boston College. But while Ryan enjoyed a stellar NFL career, Poles went undrafted and was cut by the Bears. But here's the thing: Poles' ascension was not without rejection and doubt. As a player, his claim to fame was being an offensive lineman for Boston College and blocking for quarterback Matt Ryan. While Ryan went on to enjoy a 14-year NFL career, an injury as a senior shifted Poles' path from a projected mid-round pick to signing as an undrafted free agent with the Bears back in 2008. Poles didn't make the 53-man roster and was cut. He nearly took a marketing job before a former BC teammate asked him to go on a trip to Alaska to close up his family's fishing camp. For two weeks... Poles considered his plan, his future. What is he going to do next? There was no cell service, just whales, bald eagles, the ocean, and peace of mind to plan his next step. That probably was the best thing he could have ever done, able to clear his mind. His mother, Mary Ellen Poles, said he had a lot of time to think, and he came back and said, I still want this. I still want to be part of this game. That was pivotal. That was a cathartic moment for him when he was like, this is what I really wanted to do. And he went after it. Ryan Poles' timing was fortuitous. When he returned 
a position opened at BC where Baganzi was the assistant recruiting coordinator and liaison for pro scouts. Poles was hired as a graduate assistant to help with recruiting. When I did that, I was kind of 50-50 on the fence. Was it going to be coaching or was it going to be a personnel? Once we got into recruiting and watching tape and getting organized, sending letters, hosting visits, you realize it's actually kind of a cool thing to build a roster, Paul said. And that's where he realized he wanted to be the leader. He wanted to be a chief of the organization. That's where it all kind of started. And then I had scouts coming in all the time asking about the players. And I was like, I think that's really what I wanted to do. Me and Ryan went out to the Combine. We just flew out there, Braganzi said. We met with a bunch of players who we looked for in terms of personnel decisions out in Indianapolis. And then we ended up getting some interviews. Scott Pioli, who evaluated college talent for the Patriots, knew polls of Braganzi from scouting from the nearby BC. The Chiefs hired Pioli as the general manager back in 2009. We developed a relationship with Scott, and he called us up in May for interviews, Braganzi said. We went out there, and we thought it was a very good place to work. Scott just got hired out there, and it was a fresh start. It was the one that we needed to truly build our success. We were going to learn a lot of things from Scott, and we certainly did. So our first year out there in KC was in 09. And I actually lived with Ryan and Katie, Paul's wife, who was his fiance at the time. Money was a little tight back then, so we had a split apartment. This is truly an incredible story, folks. With everything and all the duress he's went through in his life, and he's still doing it. One of the things Poles and Braganzi learned was the fleeting nature of front office jobs in the NFL. Pioli lasts four years, the same amount of a successor, John Dorsey, Brett Veach, is going on his sixth season as the Chiefs general manager. Towards the end of Scott's deal, it went so wrong. It was just a mess, Paul said, so you're almost like questioning it again. Do I have what it takes? Am I going to make a difference? Is this what I want to get into? But at that point in time, the Chiefs' implosion began. They didn't dissuade Poles. He credits Pioli with being transparent about what went wrong, emphasizing the importance of building the right culture in the locker room. The unique thing when Ryan and I had it at KC together is we worked under three different general managers, Berganzi said. So I think we learned a lot of different philosophies, a lot of different processes. I don't know if that happens everywhere, but that's what we had it, and that's what we were involved in. The college scouting, the pro scouting, we were in on contract negotiations. We dealt with agents a lot. So for people to think, oh, it's a young guy getting the job as a Bears GM. He had a lot of experience for those 13 years that was in his way. But Paul's responsibilities included overseeing all aspects of college scouting. During his tenure, the Chiefs drafted franchise cornerstones and Mahomes and tight end Travis Kelsey. Poles also assisted with pro personnel, free agency, and draft coordination. Poles became the director of college scouting in 2017, and around that time, he took his trip to hometown in New York to visit the family. They were set 
sitting around a campfire and they asked him, what are your goals? Where are you going to see yourself in five years? And Mary Ellen Pohl said, and he said it, I'm going to be a general manager in the NFL. I was going to, and he made it happen. And he truly did. And Mary Ellen said her son read voraciously books on leadership and how people build successful organizations. He reached out to colleagues and mentors for insight, including Barry and current Baltimore Ravens president, Sashi Brown. Years before he had a staff on his own, Polls figuring out who would be a part of this team, notably Ian Cunningham. The two had never worked in the same building, but had gotten to know each other on the scouting trail. During the pandemic, Polls called Cunningham about joining forces. Should either of them get hired as a general manager? Cunningham is now the Bears' assistant GM. It was almost like he was starting to build what he wanted, Mary Ellen said. Paul's attention to detail was apparent. In 2020, when the pandemic forced the NFL to conduct the draft virtually, Paul's was tasked with making the communication process run smoothly. So he had dress rehearsals with Mary Ellen and his sister, Kelly, who role-played through the process of getting a drafted player on the phone and handing the call off to the GM, head coach, and so on. Poles became the Chiefs' executive director of player personnel in 2021, and he believed he was ready to take the next step. But again, it required patience. He interviewed with the Carolina Panthers back in 2021, then with the Minnesota Vikings and New York Giants in the 2022. But I remember when he went through his first round of interviews with Carolina, he's like, I got really positive feedback, Barry said. He was always the person who was reaching out to people who had walked the path before him to learn from in a very genuine way. Kevin Warren was the Big Ten commissioner back in 2022 when polls went through his second wave of interviews, including with Minnesota Vikings, with whom Warren spent 15 years. I actually called Ryan unsolicited because he was interviewing for the Bears job and the Vikings job at the same time, Warren said. I wanted to make sure that whatever information I had about Minnesota that I could share with him. I called the NFL office and got Ryan's number and called Ryan, introduced myself and said, look, I was at the Vikings and it was a great environment. I just wanted to give you some insight. Warren has become more than an advisor to polls. The Bears named Warren as team president on January 12th. When I hung up that phone, I said to myself, that guy is special, Warren said. And wherever he is, he's going to be highly successful and he's going to do a great job and he's going to win multiple Super Bowl trophies three months after. Yes, it happened. He was hired as the Bears general manager on January 25th, Poles was sleeping at Hollis Hall during his first draft. That was not healthy doing that last year, Poles said. I don't ever want to go through that again. But it was necessary to get this job. And sometimes in this life, everyone, you must make sacrifices to get to where you want to go if you want it bad. It doesn't matter what profession that you do it. You have to make it happen. So a little bit different approach. Poles began revamping the roster almost immediately trading Mac for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 
sixth round selection. He was an active trader during his first draft, making four moves that netted five players, including five-round offensive tackle Braxton Jones, who earned offensive all-rookie honors. Poles is following the Chiefs' blueprint to a T. Ryan Poles admitted there will be holes in the Bears' roster this season, but if Kansas City rebuild taught him anything to be patient and build through the draft, he's going to do it. You guys see mature. Travis Kelsey stands out to me as one. Just a guy that you watch him in college, and he comes in. I think he got hurt early, and you see him mature and grow and connect with a quarterback, and all of a sudden, he's the best tight end in the game to ever play at this point in time in the last 10 years. That's so rewarding as a scout to see that kind of journey. Poles is hoping he found his read equivalent and Matt Erbevoss, who was hired as head coach two days after Poles joined the Bears. The two had met a couple of years prior when they played golf, appeared on a podcast together, and stayed in touch. That's maybe the secret sauce to the success people can sustain in this business. Whether it be like a general manager and John Schneider in Seattle with Pete Carroll and myself and Andy Veach said, I think Ryan, because he had a prior relationship with Matt, I think helps the thing get rolling right away. Just another level of trust. And this business, that's what it is. You must have the trust to have the best chemistry possible. It's one of those deals when it's a hard business because it's never going to be perfect. And you're never going to hit on every draft pick. And every free agency period is never going to be going perfect. But I think when you start and you're rooted in that level of just trust and respect, I think that helps you sustain and work through adversities that you're inevitably going to have. There was plenty of adversity to work through last season. The passing game was historically bad early. The offensive line struggled, and the pass rush was the worst in the league. But the development of quarterback Justin Fields gave Poles enough confidence to trade the number one overall pick, yes, to Carolina. Instead of using it on one of the league quarterback prospects, the Bears received four draft picks and DJ Moore, who instantly became the team's most established wide receiver and a potential key to Fields' development. The Bears might finally have found a franchise quarterback after all. Fields set the rushing records for a QB last season, and he provided some glimpse on his passing game potential despite a lack of establishing receiving playmakers. But that's all part of the process. Sometimes you have to go backwards before you go forwards in this life. Sometimes you have to go through the growing pains before you find yourself in a place of stardom. Like in Kansas City, Poles knows the process can take time, which can be difficult in a market starved for success. The Bears haven't won a playoff game since the 2010 season, around the time when Poles and Borgonzi were roommates in Kansas City, pondering on their futures. We were just young guys in our 20s, trying to figure out our way. Borgonzi said we were trying to figure out to add some value to the organization. And really, that was just hard work, be humble, and listen. By the end of his Kansas City tenure, Poles admitted it wasn't easy being humble. It's how he ultimately wants to feel in Chicago. I remember almost being at the borderline cocky, walking into the stadium. All right, we're going to win this game. 
There's an 80% chance we're going to win this game, Pulse said. That's a really fun place to be when you're in that spot. But in the end of the day, I don't know if we'll get it that level. But I want to have a good product where everyone's happy and we can compete for championships. I believe that Pulse has the pedigree to change the outcome of a deteriorating Chicago Bears franchise. Good luck to you, Mr. Pulse. And we'll be right back with music news. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location. Bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Newman. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank. On WQEE 99.1, the key attitude in Georgia. And now we are on to our music news segment. And here we have a story about a artist who, according to Rap Caviar, has the number one stream hip hop album. And here's the crazy part off of Spotify he is not even living. Rap Caviar continues to celebrate the 50th anniversary of a hip-hop by rolling out Spotify's most streamed hip-hop albums. Leading the way is XX Detentions, followed by Drake Scorpion, and views at number two and number three, respectively, Juice World's Goodbye and Good Riddance, and Travis Scott's Astroworld, round out at the top five. XXX Detention's album dropped in March of 2018, three months before his passing. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and was anchored by three singles Moonlight, Changes, and Sad. The later raced to the apex of the Billboard Hot 100 and made him the first artist to land a posthumous 
number one song as a lead artist since, yes, we guessed it, folks, the notorious B.I.G.'s Mo Money, Mo Problems, back in 1997. XXX Tetention has really put himself next to the greats. Unbelievable that he has done something. When we know that the notorious B.I.G. is one of the best rappers prolifically within the last 30 years. XXX Tetention's 17th album also finds himself in the top 10 of Rap Caviar's list at number 6. 17 served as X's debut album that was lauded by Kendrick Lamar, The Weeknd, and Erica Badu. The 2017 effort produced fan favorites such as Jocelyn Flores. And along with XXX, the top 10 included fallen superstars Juice World and Pop Smoke. As mentioned, Juice's Goodbye and Good Riddance ranked at number 4 and celebrated its 5th anniversary. Earlier this year, the anniversary edition features new tracks, No Good and Glowed Up. Juice's 3rd album, 2020's Legends Never Die, closed out the top 10. It was the rapper's first. So, the album debuted at number 1 and sold nearly 500,000 album equivalent units in its opening week, folks. That number is astounding. So as for Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, also dropped in 2020, and because of support from Hot 100 Top 10 Singles, Mood Swings for the Night, and What You Know About Love, enjoyed a fruitful opening week, earning 251,000 album equivalent units. Those numbers are astounding. We'll be right back with our next segment of Music News. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie, I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554, 800-579-6554.
At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. I'm pretty handy around the house but now that i have kids i don't want to spend my saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner but thankfully there's home advisor home advisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project you can read reviews of the pros check their availability even book appointments online and what my wife loves most is that home advisor is completely free to use go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app to get started home advisor Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. In this last story of the night, we have a story that's in regarding to a famous rock band, adding on an other star cameo on plenty of different flights. So, welcome to the jungle. Carrie Underwood is set to join rock band Guns N' Roses for three shows on the North American leg of the group's 2023 global tour. Alice in Chains, The Pretenders, The Warning, and Dirty Honey are also joining the trek. The country star will open for the Rockers during the two shows in Canada on August 5th in Moncton, New Brunswick, and August 8th in Montreal, Quebec, followed by a show on August 26th in the Nashville at Gedotis Park. So ready for this. The American Idol Season 4 champ gushed in an Instagram post announcing her addition to the tour. Carrie Underwood. I cannot wait. Underwood has long incorporated songs from Guns N' Roses' classic rock catalog, such as Welcome to the Jungle, into her own concert set list, and welcomed lead singer Axl Rose as her surprise guest during her headlining set at the stage couch. Music Festival in 2022, where the two performed Sweet Child of Mine and 
Paradise City. Later that year, Guns N' Roses later welcomed Underwood to reprise those same songs during Guns N' Roses' London concert. This marks the first time Guns N' Roses has toured in North America since their were effing back tour in 2021. The tour launches overseas on June 5th in Tel Aviv, Israel, and continues through Europe through July 22nd. Wrapping in Athens, Greece, the band then continues on to their North American tour starting on August 5th for the Mockton NB Show and the Madhavi Blue Cross Stadium. The tour traverses several U.S. states and wraps up on August 16th at the BC Place in Vancouver and British Columbia. Underwood previously told Jimmy Fallon about meeting Guns N' Roses for the very first time during one of the band's concerts in Las Vegas. I might have, like, hung out with Axel after the show a little bit, she joked. I do always say that it's hard when you meet your heroes because I do consider him to be somebody who taught me how to sing because I loved how he could do just different things with his voice. I was like, I don't know. If I meet him, and he's not everything I want to be, but he was great. It was great. He was a super cool and nice, and we talked. We're just friends. But in reality, this is pretty incredible. Carrie Underwood's going to be living up something that she would always want to look forward to with Guns N' Roses, and Guns N' Roses will forever be a legendary band. Sweet child of mine. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nightly Crowd Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. Thank you, everyone who has listened in tonight. Thank you, WQEE. Everyone, get home safe. Get a great night's sleep. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.